Blog Talk Radio. a uh, <clears throat> house 
or another structure that's made of wood, that that's what that means. When, when certain parts of the wood need to be replaced, they need to be replaced, and there's nothing that you can do about it. If you don't replace it, the situation only gets worse. But beyond, uh, like having to replace the fridge in the kitchen, Saturn is difficult for people often because it causes us to replace relationships. It causes us to, um, you know, really need to examine our habits, um, things that we might have been doing for years that really no longer serve us anymore that we need to get rid of. And so the broad conversation about Saturn tonight has to do with the fact that Saturn is the ruling energy of authority. Saturn is the ruling energy of um individuals like you know situations like if you're speeding on the highway and a cop pulls you over that's Saturnian because you have to slow down and it feels restrictive or a medical doctor could be Saturnian you could go in the medical doctor could say listen you really need to lose weight because it's really bad your health situation so the fact that you're you're restrained in some way but by a person is a Saturnian experience. And even in relationships, we might find that our partner or our spouse might say to us, you know, like, I really need for you to make a change in this because it's it's affecting me in a negative way. That's a Saturnian experience. And, of course, if you don't conform, if you don't, you know, if, you, if the cop gives you a ticket and makes a little note of that and you get back on the highway and keep speeding and you do it again and get caught again, then the repercussions are going to... <clears throat> um, Increase, right? Incrementally increase because that's what happens with authority is that the, um, the, the consequences of our actions, of pushing our limitations, you know, pushing those boundaries out beyond where, what is acceptable to, to this authority, Saturnian energy, will, results in a greater punishment, right? So it's the same kind of thing with any of those examples. Um, including like the medical doctor who says, look, can you lose weight? And then if you don't lose weight and your health problem gets worse, then the doctor's going to up the ante. He's going to say, look, I can't do anything for you. You really need to lose the weight. Otherwise, your health is going to deteriorate. So all of those things represent the restraint that happens as we venture out in life and push our boundaries back. So remember last week we talked about Jupiter and Jupiter was about growing and expanding and pushing our energies out as far as we could. Today is about recognizing where those limits are and understanding that limitations are there for a purpose and that when we accept what those limitations are, when we accept them, that's when we actually become limitless because we understand that the limit itself is there for a purpose. It's the same thing uh, from last week. I had said that a tree will only grow so big in a given year because it doesn't want to overextend its boundary because it doesn't want to go beyond its limit because going beyond our limit actually weakens us in some way. So hanging on to the dead wood in our lives, ignoring Saturnian impulses, um, you know, blowing off the whole idea that we need to restrain ourselves in some way always creates consequences because we go beyond our limits and we actually weaken ourselves, whether that's our health or, you know, our driver's license. And um, so Saturn energy represents this 
and interestingly, in the old times, um, Saturn represented the harvest, and it usually happened in the fall, and there was a big Saturn festival in December in uh, in Roman society where, um, you know, people, uh, you know, ate a lot and shared gifts, and it was really like an awesome experience of harvesting what uh, they had worked really hard for all year. So the, the idea that restraint created um, created focus, and so, in other words, you couldn't play all day. You actually had to work in the fields or work your job because you, you had to uh, focus and bring your um, discipline, another really good word for Saturn, you had to bring your discipline to a project or an area of your life. You had to be your own authority. If, if, if you had a boss, then that boss could be your authority. But if you were, um, for instance, like a farmer, then the authority actually was the 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 wind the 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 calendar of the year that was the authority because if you didn't get your plants in on time then they weren't going to grow and then you weren't going to be able to harvest them so Saturn ruled all of that and was considered in in common culture Father Time it's very interesting this idea of Father Time he sits with a sickle counts the days and he reaps from you. Another thing about the harvest is that it represents a reaping because it's a collecting. It's a collecting of everything that we've put out there. In modern astrology, uh, Saturn is the planet that is deeply connected with karma, with our karma. And um, interestingly enough, karma is... um, uh, definitely a part of the harvest of your life because karma when we think of karma people often say like bad karma or whatever bad karma but all karma means is what you get back from life that you put out so you know you, if you've got bad karma it's because you put out some bad energy in the past no one has bad karma just because they're born under some kind of bad star or some kind of bad sign because you know you can equally have good karma and obviously most people do most people have good karma they've done something good in their lives they've loved someone they've helped someone they haven't been completely selfish and those things where you put out a goodness into the world create a good karma. The karma is really like your your bank account, your spiritual bank account, you know. And if it and if you do good things, then your spiritual bank account gets more wealthy, and you can count on that to be able to collect that and enjoy experiences and 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 an experience of life that reflects what it is that you've put out. So karma is like a harvest. Because it's a it's a harvesting of what energy you've put out there in the world. I think that um, karma in general is a very um, complex kind of experience. And you know, for those of you who don't really know a lot about Hinduism, karma, the karmic idea, comes from Hinduism and it's connected to dharma. Dharma is actually the work. That's what you do. They call it dharma. So in other words, if you do good things, then that's good dharma. If you do bad things and you screw people and hurt people, then that's bad dharma. (laughs) And so dharma equals karma because karma is that bank account. So what you get put into the spiritual bank account is based on the work that you do, just like your real bank account. And um, I think it can be explained in that kind of simplified way, although the concept is entirely more complicated 
complicated than that because karma is not a linear thing. It's not like you can say, like, you know, oh, well, I'm doing good things in this lifetime. Why do bad things happen to me? You know, this has to do with the collective karma of lifetimes. So in order to be able to understand harvesting and Saturn and karma on a very broad level, you have to be able to uh, visualize your soul as something that transits from one lifetime to another and that has a certain lesson that it's here to learn in this lifetime or that it's taken on or lessons and that those are a part of your karma because those are the things that you're still processing, you're still learning. And this energy, this that, that causes you to restrain yourself and causes you to focus and causes you to be um, more disciplined is the energy that makes you focus on the dharma, the work itself, so that if you if you didn't have a Saturnian energy in your life, then you probably you know would just linearly explode, right? You would just be like, um, you know, uh, driving as fast as you could because there would be nothing to stop you and then you would just drive too fast and you'd fly off the road or, you know, whatever. If you were like, if you had no Saturn, you would never stop drinking, you would never stop eating, you would never stop anything, you know? You would never stop any of your more... Uh, difficult behaviors that that need to have limits imposed on them. So Saturn brings you around to the work that's necessary in order for you to say, buckle down and get a job done. That's Saturn because Saturn is the discipline action that creates foundation and structure. In astrology, that represents everything that's structural in your life. So Saturn actually ends up being um, represented by symbolically all of the things that you build your life on. Uh, I think at some level, including your home or your relationships or your job. Uh, but Saturn is ruled by Capricorn, and Capricorn represents very much the external things that you that make up your life or what you would say about your life. You know, I'm a renter, I'm a homeowner, I'm married, I'm not married, I have kids, I don't have kids, I'm a career person, or I own my own business, or I don't, I work for someone. All of those different things that we can say about our ourselves, including things that we own, right? I have a kitchen and I have a refrigerator or I have a car. Those are the structural things of our lives and those structural things are the things that create the limitations because in order to have a job, we have to maintain one. In order to have a refrigerator or a car, you have to maintain it too. And anything that needs to be maintained creates limitations. In next week's conversation, when we talk about Uranus, the planet Uranus, we're going to see that that's about the opposite. That's about freedom and the desire to not have anything restricting us. And we need to have some kind of a balance between Jupiter and Saturn and between Saturn and Uranus. Saturn is in the middle between our desire to grow and our desire to be unstructured. So growth can, as we talked about last week, can be connected to Saturn, that there is that healthy amount of growth like a tree does every year. It does not overgrow so that it grows so much that it falls over. It grows as much as it can, and it knows what its limits are innately, and, you know, it it will 
try to extend its boundaries the best it can, depending upon circumstances. But it will Saturnian energy. It will not push itself beyond its own personal capacity. So human beings have to, you know, also do that. It's funny how our ego wants to simply grow, 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 you know, and we don't recognize that the limits themselves are a part of teaching us a lesson. And on the other side of Saturn, the planets that, that, that it's one further out from Saturn, Uranus is the unrestricted nature of change, the desire to simply transform something. It doesn't necessarily have to do with growth. It just has to do with more like a lateral move, like I really need to get out of this situation and move over to this situation. It doesn't have to be that I'm going to necessarily be growing from the experience experience it's that i need to shake things up so when saturn creates a rut if we feel like we become so disciplined and so routine and so entrapped by our structure then uranus comes in and it shakes that up and so next week we're going to talk about the function of that and why we want change and why we actually court change in our life and are never really satisfied with our present routine or present situation for very long because we need to um you know stir the pot up and create and move on and and have something new there's like a newness a necessity for newness saturn is not about newness Saturn is about the structure that becomes dependable, that becomes reliable, that we can count on. So there is something I think really important about Saturn, you know, like everything in our life, like having a husband or having a wife. This is somebody that in the end we're expected to be able to count on them. And yes, they create limitations on us just because they're they're there and we have to be accountable to them, but at the same time, they create a dependability and a reliable structure. And it's the same thing, let's say, about, like, your weight. You know, if you're a good weight, or even any reasonable weight, right, that you can, that you can, um, you know, like, just say, yeah, whatever, my weight, I'm a good weight, I'm a weight that I, that I, that I can be, whatever. Let's just say you're comfortable with your weight. Well, you have to do certain things just to be able to maintain that. Even if you feel like you're 10 pounds overweight or whatever, you could become 20, 30, or more pounds overweight if you didn't realize that the weight that you are represents a a stable structure for you, a part of the foundation, a part of what you can rely on, so that you can say, well, yes, that's my size, you know. It's like it doesn't fluctuate so much that I have to have three different wardrobes in the closet, that that's my size, that's the size I am, and um, that's something that I can rely on. So Saturn also represents everything about who we are as individuals because it creates the dependability, reliability. You, 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 if you, you know, and so you see how most people are like that. It's not like you meet someone, you know, um, meet most people, let's say every other week, and they've changed their hair color or they've gained 10 pounds or lost 10 pounds every month, you know. That fluctuation, which is Uranian, yes, some people like to live like that. Some people want to see that they have a fluctuation in structure and they don't live a Saturnian life because they don't want to be tied down, but they also don't usually have health insurance and jobs and families and kids and things like that, and sometimes they do. Sometimes they just use uh, the desire to be free in their physical appearance, but they're very dependable or structured 
in other aspects of their life. But as I say, most people don't do that. We would say that 99% of people create a reliable sense of structure in their life and they continue to live their life through it. So Saturn is actually something that is the more ever-present common thread that we all have to live with, and it does create our limitations. In other words, if you're comfortable with your weight, then you're limited with how far outside of your own personal food plan you can go. Because if you are comfortable with your weight, if it has become something reliable, then you can't all of a sudden start eating a lot more or your weight will change. So your weight itself, Saturnian, it creates a limitation on your diet. And it's the same thing with, like, having kids or having a husband or wife is that, you know, the husband or wife creates a limitation on how much you can go out and whoop it up and have the single life. You know, maybe some husbands and wives will be like, sure, you can have boys' night out or girls' night out, but they don't want you to have seven nights out. And so that that relationship creates the structure. It becomes reliable. It's something you can depend on, but it also creates a limit of what it is that you can do. So the idea that those limits actually create the limitless nature of our lives because we say like, well, I want to have a home or I want to have a relationship. Once you have a relationship, then you've pushed back the limit of being single. So, you know, you if you go on a diet, a Saturn diet, you've pushed back the limit of being overweight. And so when you start to see that like let's say being single is a is a limiting experience or being overweight is a limiting experience and you come to accept the limitations that need to be imposed in order for you to not have to be that way so you accept the limitations of being in a relationship you accept the limitations of a more moderate eating food plan that's saturn and you see people who are maybe like active addicts or very overweight or chronically getting in trouble with traffic infractions or very rebellious with authority, those people are going up against Saturn. And the unfortunate thing is, is as I said before, is that the consequences of um, you know going up against Saturn and not being uh, involved in a, not being invo- <clears throat> involved in a Saturnian life are unfortunate. You know, you end up with um, more consequences from not being able to jump in and fully embrace the limitations that are necessary in order for us to become limitless beings. So, once again, I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and you're listening to Inside Connection Radio. Remember, this is a live call-in show with live readings at area code 213-943-3395. You can find me and more about my work at LAHealer.com and also at AstroHealer at Twitter and as Dr. Craig on Facebook. So the, the, the Saturnian thing that we're talking about in, in, in life has to do with the fact that we all have a vision. We all have a creative vision. But Saturn is ruled by an Earth sign, an Earth energy, Capricorn. And so vision 
ultimately means nothing if we are without the structure and planning and method, these are more words for Saturn, the labor, I know we all hate this, right? Well, I hate the idea that we have to actually take action steps or that we have to actually do something in order to be able to, um, you know, expand our vision, but it's how... Saturn is constantly in play in our lives because without having that energy of planning and method and discipline attached to our vision for growth, we can't grow. So there's a direction that we know we want to go in. That's a part of the sort of creative impulse that's a part of, again, from past um, shows when we were talking about the sun and we were talking about Mars and we were talking about the initiative that we would all like to take in the world and that's a part of um that's a part of uh, the 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 Jupiterian or Mars process that we have a vision we want to be able to um you know see our creative vision in the world and yet it can't happen unless we ground it so it's another thing to talk about what is grounding and how do we take our vision and harvest it. The harvest, we talk about that Saturn represents the harvest. Saturn represents karma. What it is that we've put out there is what it is that we bring back in. So harvest, the idea that in Roman culture Saturn was about the harvest festival and about the energy that we would reap from the actions that we took. If we didn't plant food, then we wouldn't be able to collect food. And so the planning that's necessary in a Saturnian cycle can feel limiting. You can't stay in bed on the day that the plants need to be put into the ground. You certainly can't stay in bed on the day when the plants need to be harvested because if you sense a big storm coming or something, you better get them out of the ground before they get ruined. And that creates limitations and all of us are operating in those limitations. It's a really brilliant um, uh, process that once we align ourselves with, then we're really capable of creating the change that we want to, because um, you know this is this is a, a um, not about a constrictive experience. We say, oh, it's so constrictive. Saturn is so constrictive. You know, it makes me feel so bound. Yeah, it can. It can make us feel bound if we're in a situation that is you know uh, not really serving us anymore. If it's not really serving us, if we're in a job or a relationship where we feel just tied to something and it, and, and it feels constrictive because we're obligated. But that's where this Saturnian idea comes in of harvesting, of saying, okay, enough of that, and I'm going to move on to the next situation, to the next um, opportunity of my life, and I'm going to focus energy there, and I'm going to become disciplined in that arena a caller on the switchboard area code 408 you're on the inside connection hello hi hi dr greg hi i finally got to talk to you who is this this is bill from san jose hi bill how are you oh i'm good good would you like for me to take a look at your chart tonight Yes, please, if I can if I have all the information. Sure. Um let me just open up the software here and um you know, we'll work with the information that you have. Bill, what's the first letter of your last name? H. 
And uh, your birthday? July 11, 1939. July? July 11, 1939? 11, 1939? Yes. Awesome. Um, <coughs> Bill, do you, Bill, do you happen to know your birth time? Your time? I think I was born... At approximately two o'clock in the morning. Tell me one more time. About two o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock in the morning. And uh, what's your birth town? I'm sorry, my what? Uh, where you were born? Oh, Huntington, Indiana. Huntington? Yes. Okay, great. Um, let me just finish getting this information. Do you have something specific that you want me to take a look at tonight? Um, not really. I was just kind of wondering about um, the near future, What if there's anything. I mean, I don't, have a, don't see myself having a long future. <laughs> You're <laughs> funny. <laughs> but, uh, well, uh, at my age, you don't see yourself having a long future. Well, that's um, fine. <clears throat> I was okay, concerned so about Okay, so let me just tell you, you have some really nice thing. things going on in the near future. Um, and that's because um, Jupiter is in Taurus, and you have several planets in Taurus. Interestingly, we've been talking about Saturn tonight, and Saturn rules older people because they become authorities at certain level for the information that they know. And so I think it's kind of nice that you're calling in tonight, but you have Saturn in Taurus and the Moon in Taurus and Uranus in Taurus, and Jupiter is going to be moving across those planets, and I feel like... Possibly you could be, you know, like um, maybe getting uh, uh, some money in some way, some financial benefit somehow from something, uh, either maybe an investment or something that could be this year doing better for you. So I think you're going to see your finances doing a little bit better. Um, you know, that you're, you have, did you have children? Yes. Uh-huh. And how are they doing? Oh, they're doing fine. Yeah, yeah. I see the children, and I see that actually they're doing fine, and that that's all been really good. And are you in a relationship? No, not no. anymore. Yeah. Um, but you seem like your chart seems generally happy. Like you looks like you've got friends, good friendships. I do have. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I see that too. I just think generally, basically, what you want me to know, I mean, okay, so Mars has been retrograde in your fourth house, so if there's anybody or anything going on in your home that's causing you any tension or strife, that will end in about another two or three weeks, and it will just be over. It's very sort of temporary, and it's not really worth your time or energy to get too involved in it. Um, If anything, you know, like, you know, just becomes an irritation to you, that's going to be over. Mars is retrograde in your fourth house, so it brings a little bit of energy to your home life. And, um, 
Yeah, mostly I think I want to just focus on the fact that Jupiter is going across your planets in Taurus. It could represent a little bit of extra money for you this year. And then it's going to go into your first house. So you're just still going to feel very vital. You know, you say 1939, but it's not like, like you know, like I, 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 you've got time, let me tell you. <laughs> it looks like I'm going to have a long time. Yeah, well, I mean, in a good time is really what you want to do. You need, you definitely need to be social. You're very social, very communicative. You're very good with words. You're very generous. You're very warm. People are really attracted to you. You're very nurturing, very caring, very thoughtful. You, it, it, you, you, you need to just continue to be in a group of friends or expand your group of friends. Um, because friendship at this time is very important to you, and I think that you know you're you're like almost like a natural comedian. You have a very good sense of humor. Um, you know you could really still be a light for a lot of people. So don't forget that. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you have any specific questions, Bill? Um. And. Is there any possibility that you can see of a relationship at this point? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, if if did were did you have a relationship in the last uh, three years or so? No. No. My nothing? last my last relationship was like um. He died in 1998, so... Wow, it's been a long time. That's been already 12 years, huh? 14 years? Yeah, something like that. Well, you know, if you're feeling more open to that, then the answer is yes. You know, you could could bring in a relationship into your life, but I feel like it's something that you need to create an openness for. I don't Uh feel like you're really necessarily still open to it because you know what relationships are like and and they require a lot of um a lot of effort and for at least 14 years now you've been relying on yourself. Right. So it's about again what we were talking about tonight on the show that relationships themselves create a limitation. So if you're willing to accept what those limitations are and you're willing to give up a certain amount of the single life, you know, then, yes, just open yourself up to it because loving somebody at any time, at any age, is a beautiful experience and it creates, um, you know, really dynamic change in our soul. Our ability to love someone uh, creates a dynamic change in who we are as a soul because the loving or the, the 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 act of loving another human being helps us to grow. So if you're ready for that again, then I say open yourself up to it and explore the possibility. For me, I look at your chart and I say relationship 2013. You still have some work to do this year. But in 2013, Jupiter is going to conjunct your Venus in Cancer and you're going to attract a lovely person who um also has kids. Um, and and is a very maternal and sweet and, and doting person who um, you know where you can find a mutual kind of care for each other. Mm. All right. Great. Listen, Great. it was really good to talk to you, and thanks for calling me here at the radio oh. show. All right. Thank Bill, you. Bill, have a great night. Thank you. I hope so. 
Thank you. So that was really nice, and I know I have a couple of other people holding on to the switchboard, and I'm not going to make you wait long. I actually definitely am going to get to everybody tonight who's waiting for me. I think that, that that's that same concept that I was just talking about with him, and isn't that brilliant? We have somebody calling in who's, you know, in his early 70s, and he's asking me about relationship. Love is timeless, and the... Uh, you know, the benefits of love and the feedback that love gives us is is an ageless experience. There is, there is no one of any age that can't reach out into the world to experience loving. And uh, I think that's a beautiful thing. So a lot of luck to you, Bill, um, and um, from up in San Jose, because we're uh, we're all thinking good thoughts for you about your love life and finding somebody sweet and good for you. Um, this is Dr. Craig Martin, and you're listening to the Inside Connection. Area code two three nine. You're on the Inside Connection. Hi. Hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. That's fine. Uh- Who is this? Uh, my name is Lana. Is Lana? Yes. L A N A. L A N A. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, let me get the astrology software open again, Lana, and we'll take okay. a look at your chart. Okay. Uh, what's the first initial of your last name? P. Say it again, honey. P. D. No, P is in Peter. Hey, great. I don't know. My P. phone volume needs to be turned up because you sound a little bit far away. But go ahead and tell me your birth date. Uh, November 5th, 1946. Scorpio. And your birth time? Uh, 6.58 a.m. And I was born in Evanston, Illinois. Awesome. I got it. Another old person. (laughs) (laughs) So awesome, though. Come on. I absolutely love and adore you. Um, Another old person. Uh, Yeah, Scorpio with Scorpio rising. Um, I hope you've traveled a little bit, and I hope you've discovered your own spiritual, um, you know, path. I hope you've, um, you know, had the relationship that you've that, that has helped you. I hope that in your life, you know, not to get too personal, Lana, but Scorpios love sex, and there's a reason for it. It's because it's about an emotional bond. It's not about, like, you know, sex is some dirty thing. It's about real sex with love creates a deep emotional bond that's created by the intense emotional experience of sexuality. So just looking at your chart and seeing that you have three planets in Scorpio and three planets in Sagittarius and that you have Leo at the Midheaven, so the sun is the ruler of your social presence, it just, uh, are you married? No, I'm not. Were you? I was, yes. Uh, Was it any good? Oh, yeah, it it was. My husband passed away. Yeah, but it it was a good relationship and you found that it was fulfilling for you. Yes, it was. And, okay, uh, good. I, I, I'm actually ready to find another person. Yeah, now, interestingly, tell me, have have you found someone recently? Uh, I have not. Uh, well, I, I know somebody that I'm uh-huh. very attracted to, 
Uh, you know somebody that you're attracted to, and is it mutual? I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. I see that it's not like, you know, the search, that there's something going on there. So he's not married, is he? No. I don't think so. He said said he's not married. Right. He did say he's not married. He did say he's not married. Okay, good. Uh, Good. Yeah. I think there's something going on there, though, with him. Yeah, there is something going on there, and it's because in your chart, he represents a Neptune person, and they can be very good because they can be very spiritual and they can be very high-minded and very idealistic, but at the same time, they can be kind of illusionary, and then they Mm -hmm. don't always, they're not, they don't always tell the full story because it's like they got something to hide, you know? So you got to go slow with him because it could turn out to be something good and at the same time it could turn out to be something disappointing. I don't mean to be giving you that kind of news, but, you know. On another front, you have Neptune moving into the fourth house. So are you moving? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Oh. I hope not. No. It, you haven't been thinking about moving? No. Mm-hmm. And you haven't done anything to your home? I've... I've done some improvements. Yeah. Uh, I'm not doing anything right now. I yeah, it's have. awesome. The yeah, Because, you know, it's um, you have, um, with Neptune in your fourth house, people often want to really create the, the ideal living situation. They want to feel like their home environment is really expressing who they are. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's just going in there. So maybe it hasn't really started to create that effect. But definitely in the next uh, year, definitely this year, you are going to feel the like, well, what am I going to do to my house? And what what is it about my house? And how do I make that feel? How do I make my home feel more like the home that I want it to be? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be expensive. And... Um, it doesn't have to be anything really grand, but it definitely is there in your chart that you're going to make some change in the home environment. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the relationship, just go easy with it because there's a chance that he has some little skeleton in the closet that's going to pop up for you. And, you know, it, it might not ruin it. You might be able to handle it. But, um, but you have to wait for him to feel comfortable to tell it to you. Yeah, he's he's going very slow. There's something going on there. That's okay. Mhm. That's okay. Why don't you go very slow with him? Well, uh, I'm impatient. <laughs> ah, well, there's one of the lessons that you need to learn because having all those planets in the first house, you want it your way. Yes. You know, and with all that Sagittarius, too, you know, you're likely to, like, you know, put your foot in your mouth. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Say something before, you know, before it's really time to say it. Remember, like, intimacy is something that grows. Yes. And so when we first meet someone, it's really more like, you know, getting in the same cab and going across town. There's only so much you're going to have a conversation with them. And it's totally different than the road trip of a lifetime, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, first when you're first meeting someone and you're first dealing with them, remember, you're you're not, you haven't reached an intimacy level that indicates that you should be putting that much energy out there. 
You know, you really need to also hold your own cards close to your chest and find out who he is. Right. All right. I, I have a good feeling for you for relationships, though, and mm-hmm. with you know within the next couple of years. If it's not about him, you have more opportunities for that. And you know, again, you're very sensitive. I want to add that you know mm-hmm. you're you have Moon in Pisces, and mm-hmm. as a woman, you're a very empathic, very giving, very selfless person who would bend over backwards for a man. And you know that about yourself, and so you're also a little cautious about doing that. Mhm, mhm. So you know, I would say you have to play it slow. Okay. All right, hon. I hear you. Thanks for yeah. calling, Lana. All right. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thank you. Right. Awesome. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. So that was Lana on the Inside Connection. Thanks for calling in. Um, welcome, Candy, to the chat room. I'm so excited that you're here. And welcome to everybody in the chat room. Um, This is Dr. Craig Martin, and you're listening to the Inside Connection Radio. Uh, um, I've been having a conversation tonight about Saturn and Saturnian energy. And one of the things that I think is very important to say again is how Saturn creates the stability and the foundation of our lives. Saturn creates... Um, what it is that we come to depend on. Now, the balance, the balance in, 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 in the Saturn energy in our lives is, have we come to depend on it at a level where it's become a rut or where it's become something we simply depend on in an unhealthy way? And then it's outworn its usefulness, and Saturn, the, the same energy actually strips us of this thing that we've become overly uh, attached to in its creation of stability in our lives. So I think that for, you know, like for, for instance, for any of the callers that we had tonight, and um, everybody was single so far tonight, that single life, is something that is something we can actually attach to and it can create some stability because we rely on ourselves and we don't have to take care of anyone else and we don't have to be accountable to anyone else and yet it creates a limitation of its own because it can outwear itself like the single life can become outworn and we can then realize that we need to be in a relationship because the relationship is going to cause us to grow in its own way so the growth that can happen in a loving relationship is so important so the the balancing of what is stable and what is structure and what can we rely on can never become something that we actually take take for granted because that's always when Saturn is going to turn the tables on you and say, oh, well, you're taking this for granted. It's clearly outworn its usefulness. And so everything in our lives, even the things that are structural and that we come to depend on, need to be refreshed and they need to be made new, relationships, home environments. We are talking with Lana, and I said, you know, there's something about your home. There's something that doesn't feel like you want it to feel like. Go ahead and make that change. You know, go ahead and bring something new into the home environment because that's a part of the energy that, that creates um, – something where we don't get into a rut in that Saturnian way. Oh, an interesting side note, remember, is that 
that our day Saturday is really Saturn Day. Very interesting, right? Isn't that cool? Saturn Day. So we have, you know, Sunday, which is the day of the sun, and Moon Day, right, which is Monday. And so um, Saturn Day um, is uh, is the um, the day of the week that's the day that's aligned with Saturn. It's just another little metaphysical side note. Every day is connected in uh, to a um, to a uh, a planet actually, and it's easier uh, I think for us to know them maybe sometimes in foreign languages, like in foreign languages, like say Spanish, where we say lunes which is clearly Luna, which is the moon, Luna Martes, Martes is Mars, so Tuesday is Mars Day, Miercoles, which is Mercury, Wednesday is Mercury Day, and um, Jueves is the Thursday, because it's Jupiter, Huevo, J, you know, Jupiter Day, and then we know that uh, Viernes is Venus Day, which is Friday, Venus Day has always been Friday. I'm going to give you a really interesting fact, you guys, because you're on with me tonight. The number 13 is also the female energy. Okay, so 13 is the female number because there because the moon is a female energy. So there are 13 moons in a year, almost exactly. It's even closer than the sun calendar. The moon calendar, which is used by like the Chinese and the and the the Jews, the Hebrew calendar is a um is also a moon-based calendar. There's 13 moons in a year. And Friday is also the 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 feminine Venus Day. And so the patriarchy many, many years ago turned Friday the 13th into a really unlucky day when actually it's the combination of the day of women and the number of women. 13, the feminine number and the feminine day. And the patriarchy maligned that number and made it a superstition that Friday the 13th was unlucky when actually it truly represents one of the most loving combinations of 13, which is a 4, which represents home, and Friday, which is Venus's day. That was a big tangent, but I have that one for you tonight. And then, of course, Saturn day. Saturday and Sunday is the day of the sun. So, um, uh, you know, in in uh, in in Judaism, uh, Saturday is the Sabbath day, and it's the most restrained and restricted because it is Saturn's day. It's the day when we're supposed to. Um, sort of probably buckle down and 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 examine our limitations. Of course, that ends at sundown, so if everyone's going off for cocktails on Saturday night, that's because Saturn Day is technically over. So take that one to the bar. Um, Saturn is uh, an amazing energy because it provides the authority and the authenticity that we all seek whenever it is that we're looking to develop a career. Or uh, in the case of some of my guests, if you're developing a radio show of your own, you become an authority in the topic because of the experience of doing it over and over again. And so that creates a... um, a level of energy where you become an authority on how to do something, how to run something. And anytime we put energy into something, we become an authority. I'm an authority in astrology. I'm an authority in holistic healthcare. 
this is my background as a chiropractor and a homeopath and a working astrologer in Los Angeles. And so that is the Saturn energy that then gives me the authority to be able to say to somebody, oh, well, you should pay attention to this or you should pay attention to this. And the authority can create some restrictions on people, but at the same time, you know, that that's what we need in order to be able to not injure ourselves by overextending our limits. Remember, Saturn is there to make sure that we honor uh, a true limitation in right what it is that we're capable of doing. So as limitless beings, you have to negotiate the fact that as limitless beings, we have limitations. Right? It's kind of fascinating, right? So you say, like, okay, once you can accept that you can't actually fly by flapping your arms and you accept that limitation, then you're able to be limitless and invent the airplane. So remember, recognizing your limitation is what truly frees you. In, in the tarot, Saturn rules the last card, which is called the universe, and for me, it always you know, boggled my mind. I always said to myself, how can this card of universal connection to consciousness and ultimate freedom and ultimate expression be ruled by Saturn, the card of limitations? How can the universe, connection back to the source, connection to God, truly be about limits? And it's because once you accept your limitations, then you are truly free. Then you don't have to feel that the limitations that are imposed on you by the physical plane and by living are really holding you back in any way because they're not. You just accept them and then you find out the limitlessness that's beyond them. It's kind of cool, right? I love it. So find your method, make your plan. The way in which you overcome the limitations in your life is by creating a methodical kind of plan. Sure, it sounds maybe boring. Discipline is. Discipline is. If if, if you were like, okay, I'm going to start an exercise program, that's great. You might be passionate about running or the elliptical or yoga or something like that, but you still have to say, I'm going to strengthen my body or lose weight or whatever you're going to do through this method and I'm going to go to three yoga classes this week. It's making a plan. As I said before, vision means nothing without planning. And it's the planning that has to be brought into the, the, the energy of the vision that you want to have. You want to have a relationship, you have to make a plan to have one. You don't just sit around on your couch, right, and all of a sudden somebody comes knocking on your door you have to make a plan to have one. You know somebody who might be interested in you. You make a plan for how you're going to let to know how you're going to let them know that you're interested in them. You want to get a job. You have to make a plan to get one, and you have to stick with it, and you have to stick with that method, and you have to try it and be in it until you say, okay, that method didn't work. I have to create another one, because Saturn will always bring you back to the time. Father time, the time that's necessary to harvest what it is that you're looking for. This is so complete. This is so complete, the whole idea of it takes time to harvest. It takes time for you to receive your karma. It takes 
time for you to be able to put the energy out there that you want to be able to put out there in the world and then have it come back to you as a Saturnian presence of time, representation of time, and as a part of your karmic uh, payback for what it is that you've put out there. So everyone, reap limitlessness by understanding what your limits are. I want to thank everyone for being on the show tonight. It's always really good to do this show. I'll see you next Thursday where we're going to talk about Uranus. And I'm going to leave you tonight with Robin singing Show Me Love. I love this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.